That's right. <laughs> Welcome to Vertigo Voices, Man's World. Hey, everybody. That's a really good song. Yeah, so welcome to Vertigo Voices. We're back. I'm Colby. I'm Sophia. And today we're going to be talking about Why the Last Man. Very apropos. Hence the song, because that was in the first episode of Why the Last Man. I don't know if you <laughs> realize that or not. James Brown recorded that specifically for us before he died. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. So you have James Brown. Have you ever seen... This just popped into my mind. Uh, have you ever seen the BMW short films? No. Called The Hire. Uh-uh. It's a, a series of movies that BMW made in, like, 2002, 2003. And they got, like, A-list directors to direct these shorts. Like, um, Alejandro Inarritu did one. And uh, Tony Scott. And uh, Joe Carnahan. Ang Lee. Um, others. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, Guy Ritchie did one. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so, and it's, it's, they all star... Clive Owen as uh, a driver, a uh, like the transporter, basically. Okay. And each one is a different cast, and it's like him with a different group or whoever he's trying to save the day with somebody. Like the one that Jar- Joe Carnahan directed also features Ray Liotta and, uh, um, God damn it, what's his name? Don Cheadle. Oh, wow. Uh, and the one that Tony Scott directed is all about um, the driver picking up James Brown and driving him to L.A. where he meets uh, the devil, played by Gary Oldman, because they need to renegotiate his contract that he signed with the devil in, like, the 1950s. And he's like, we didn't address the aging process. Like, I'm getting old, and I can't, uh, I can't uh, uh, make my, or I I can't make money like I used to because I'm old. And uh, they decide to have a, a drag race to figure out if he's going to get his money or not. And, or, I mean, sorry, get his youth back. And uh, I think Gary Oldman's driver is played by Danny Trejo. Oh and uh, anyway, they drag the strip. <laughs> the driver wins. James Brown gets young. And uh, <laughs> the devil goes back home and gets chewed out by Marilyn Manson for making too much noise. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, I can't believe I haven't seen those. Yeah, uh, they used to all be online. I don't know. They're probably all still on YouTube. But years ago, I got a DVD of all of them from the BMW website. Oh, <laughs> they actually put them on DVD? Yep. This is the early 2000s, back when they still did that. <laughs> put everything on DVD. Yeah. So anyway, before we get into why, we've got a little bit of news. First of all, a brief correction. When I was editing the episode before last... Remember we talked about that uh, Alan Moore episode of Justice League? Yes. Uh, I said it was uh, whatever happened to the Man of Tomorrow. It's not. It's for the man who has everything. For the man who has everything. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Really good episode of Justice League Unlimited based on a good comic. Now, whatever happened to the Man of Tomorrow is like, it's like the last quote Superman story. Oh. So like post, or sorry, pre-crisis Superman. Like whatever happened to him? <laughs> and that's, that was like written around the time of crisis so that was literally like the last quote Superman story before a new Superman continuity took over. Okay, the last hurrah. Mm-hmm. Uh, today is Netflix's uh, what's it called? Tadome. <laughs> I think so. I'm not kidding. That's what it's called. <laughs> yeah. uh, as we're literally as we're recording, they're doing like this big rollout for what's coming next, and apparently there's going to be a Sandman teaser either today or tomorrow. 
Yay. Um, let's check Twitter real quick to see if there's been any updates. No. Not yet. Uh, they did reveal the series logo. Oh, yeah? It's just the Sandman. It's just, uh, <laughs> it's just literally, it's like the comic book font and everything. It looks exactly like the comic. Fans were fucking freaking, oh my gosh, the logo! Like, yeah, I've read every <laughs> issue. I've, I've seen that before. I mean, given that Neil Gaiman is involved in this, was that surprising that it was going to look just like that? And especially because it's not markedly different than, uh the logo that they've already been using. So let me try to find it. I found like a how it's starting, how it's going thing. And I'm like, guys, come on. That's that's the same. <laughs> there we go. So this is the logo they were using. Oh, yeah. And this is the new logo. Ooh. Ooh. It's kind of 3D-ish. <laughs> it's got some sandy cracks on it. Look at that. Uh -huh. That is... That is perfection. It's, and because this is all we've got. You know, like, we yeah. don't have a trailer. We don't have... We don't really have set photos. I mean, there was that little brief little, like announcement video they did that like showed some concept art so people are just wetting themselves look at this is a reaction to that just holy shit oh my god yeah, <laughs> like, I, I get it it's fun to be enthusiastic over projects like this especially the ones that you hope will do well but i don't know it's just that's all yeah exactly. <laughs> it's just it's nerds just hungry for something man. <laughs> we are so hopefully we'll get a trailer and neil said this will be the first of a few trailers teasers whatever um netflix doesn't usually roll out the tape trailers and usually they don't put them out to like a month before something drops so i don't know we'll see what we get um i'm obviously excited and uh I just want it to fucking come out. I don't, I don't care about <laughs> teasers or whatever. Right. I just want to see the show. Uh, speaking of, Act 2 of Sandman Audio has dropped. Um, apparently it's just as good as the first one. I actually pre-ordered the CD because, you know, I like my physical media. Absolutely. Um, I pre-ordered the CD on Amazon, and it was announced to be shipped in, like, mid-October. Which last time it took like uh, it took like a couple months before it came out on physical, if I recall. But this one, so it was announced to ship in mid October, and then I just got a notification from Amazon saying that I ordered it a while ago. Went through all the aliens audio dramas I've purchased recently. <laughs> uh, there we go. Now this is coming September twenty sixth. So, like, tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On a Sunday, even. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Let's see, let's see if it's actually shipped. It's still black on there, so I don't think it has. Nope. Mm -hmm. But they, we live right next to an Amazon warehouse, so they probably just got a pack of them there. <laughs> probably. <laughs> it take an hour to ship. You know? yeah. So, anyway, um, that's exciting. Sandman. We're getting a bunch of Sandman goodies soon. Um, God, I can't fucking wait to listen to more of that. We need to do an episode about the audios because they're fucking good. We do. I just got the first one through oh, Audible. Yeah? Yeah. yeah, it was free for like a month. Did you get it free? I did. Nice. Yeah, anyway, we need to listen to that because it's good. Um, and then other Vertigo adaptation Netflix news. Have you, uh, have you heard of Midnight Mass? I've heard of it. I haven't read a lot of it. I mean the show. I thought it was a comic book. Like an oh, old just, horror comic. Just yesterday on Netflix, there's a new series called Midnight Mass oh. by Mike Flanagan. Oh, fun. Yeah. I like him. And then there's a Vertigo comic called Midnight Mass. Um, 
And yeah, guess what? Not related at all, actually. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> so if we want to, I mean, it's Vertigo adjacent. It's the same title. Absolutely. It's actually not the same title, though. So this is Midnight, comma, Mass, period, as in Midnight, Massachusetts. Uh, <laughs> and the show is literally Midnight Mass. Um, I'm like two episodes into it, and I'm fucking bored. So <laughs> That's disappointing. It's, I mean, it's fine. It's just... Mike Flanagan kind of does the same thing, especially with his shows. He really likes stretching shit out, and he does the same, like, traumatized character routine where they'll see, like, visions of someone in their past that... Spoiler alert, they probably fucking killed, you know? Like, that's... <laughs> this is the third time I've seen this, buddy. I, I, uh, you're not... Uh, you're not hiding anything anymore. So anyway, I know his tricks, and uh, I can see them very clearly in this show. So unless there's some huge shift soon, I'm going to just watch the rest of the series in the background. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but uh, I really liked uh, Hill House. Yeah, yeah, I really liked Hill House. I fucking hated Bly Manor. Bly Manor was—I didn't hate it, but it was really wonky to me. I, uh, when it got to, like, the second to last episode, maybe it was the third to last, when there's that flashback episode that's all in black and white. Yes. And, like, guys, don't, what the fuck are we doing? Like, why did you just bring the narrative to a screeching halt to fill out backstories of characters we're just learning about when you're supposed to be getting the wrap-up? Right, where was this scary, faceless, voiceless ghost throughout the whole series? And then when they get to that point, the way it's edited into the series... Means you see that that woman that gets choked and dragged by the ghost. You see that same scene happen three times. Right. <laughs> because yes. it ends, the last episode ends on that. The next episode, I think, starts on that. Then there's the flashback. And then the episode after that then has to go back to the ghost choke. Because we just had the entire narrative, you know, grind to a halt so that we could see what happened in the past. Right. And then the last episode, I was like, okay, I can get past this as long as there's a big finish. And then the last episode is just like, uh, I don't know, navel gazing. <laughs> like, they're in so, there's so much in love. <laughs> and then it literally ends with, uh, what's her name? The, the old woman that's telling the story. It's oh, played by Carla, Carla Gugino. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yes. Uh, fucking Silk Spectre. Yeah. Um, she's, <laughs> she's telling the story, and that guy's like, you lied to me. And she's like, what? And he goes, you said this is a ghost story, but it's not. It's a love story. I'm like, fuck you. The show even knows what it fucking did. Like, oh, you fucking dildos. I hate you. What a cheap excuse. Yeah. Yeah. That, and then, um, th- what, that was around the time, no, that was after, uh, that, um, what's it, Dr. Sleep came out, and I was not a fan of Dr. Sleep. I was a fan of Dr. Sleep, again, all the way up until about the last, yeah. you know, half hour, 45 minutes. I was, I wanted to be, <laughs> but that, yeah, that last half an hour killed me, but, um, that movie was so in love with the look of The Shining that, you know, it was, it would just mimic entire scenes from The Shining and that's fine and everything, but like, it's kind of like the uncanny valley where the closer you get to something, the more you notice the imperfections in it, you know? Mm, right. And so I'm like, yeah, that looks a lot like that scene, but, like, that's Henry Thomas. That's not Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson right. And, like, the more you make him look like Jack Nicholson, the more I don't see Jack Nicholson, and the more you're taking me out of this. <laughs> and it happens all throughout the movie. That and then the score. It just reuses the score to The Shining, 
but it uses it at completely inappropriate times. Like in The Shining, I actually rewatched The Shining right before I saw that in the theaters. The score is just all, it's like ever present and it's always there ratcheting up the tension. Right. Like boring scenes have that, this sense of unease because of the score. Well, Flanagan tried to do that in Dr. Sleep, but it just didn't work. There's scenes where the music's like, it's like, hey, welcome to Tiny Town. Look at these little fucking trains we have. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's broad daylight. They're talking about stupid fucking trains. Like, nothing scary is going to happen, bud. Right, exactly. Cliff exactly. Curtis, like, look, my little train that I ride around and entertain the kids. <laughs> like, well, that's Cliff Curtis, probably the most friendly man in the world. He's not a threat. Nothing is threats. Don't. Like, stop. <laughs> I don't buy it. Yeah. Oh, and so then it just made it funny to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a good point. Um, I, I like, uh, I think Mike Flanagan did a good job with, um, of course, The Haunting of Hill House and um, ah, Gerald's Game. Yeah, I like that yeah. one, too. That's true. Um, but for whatever reason, um, with Bly Manor and Dr. Sleep, it's just like in that last act where he's like, I didn't see this coming. It's yeah. like, but... We did. Yeah. Or... <laughs> if you've read The Shining, you know that's literally the ending of The Shining. He took the ending of the book and mo- moved it to the movie. And that's another thing that really pissed me off, is that Stephen King notoriously hates the ending of the movie, The Shining. Mm-hmm. And he prefers the book version. And so I feel like this was just Flanagan appeasing Stephen King. Like, well, you didn't get your way last time, so we're just going to use that ending for this. I'm like, well, I... <laughs> like, you're, you're undoing what that movie did. Right. And the thing, like, it makes, it makes what was, uh, oh, geez, what, what was debated and or not, fuck, what's the word? Final, not finalized? Yeah, kind of. So in the original Shining, based on your read of the movie, it could just be a crazy dude. Right. Or it could be ghosts, or it could be a mixture, or whatever. Um, it's very nebulous, and you can, you can debate it and bring a lot to it. Where Dr. Sleep is like, no, those are fucking ghosts. Like, the end. <laughs> so, like, it takes all of the subtext out of The Shining and makes it grounded text. Like, this is what it is. Right. And that's annoying to me. That's one of the things that I loved about Blade Runner 2049, the sequel to Blade Runner, is that it completely sidestepped the uh, uh, questions that the first movie raised. It didn't try to answer them. It's just like, because, you know, the first movie is Deckard a Replicant. Like, well, he's an old man now, so obviously he wasn't. Like, yeah, well, he may be, or he could be a replicant that ages, you know? And it, it keeps the questions going. Like, fucking A, that's what you should be doing. You shouldn't be trying to answer the, the questions that the previous movies ask. You should add to the mystery, you know? Well, and exactly, exactly. And, like, the answers that you give just really don't contribute anything. I mean, I think you could have done, you, you could have had him go back to the Overlook Hotel, and it would have been much more scarier if we didn't get these flashbacks of a movie we've already seen. Yeah, exactly. With Henry Thomas. It was Henry Thomas, yes. No offense, Henry, but... (laughs) Who's also in Midnight Mass. Yeah. Oh, is he? Yeah. I mean, he's in all of Mike Flanagan's stuff also. But uh, he plays an old man in Midnight Mass. (laughs) It's not like... (laughs) He's, he's what, probably like 40? And he's got, like, gray hair, and he's always, like, all hunched over and... You know, your, your mother wants you to go to church. I'm like, why are you doing this? Is there going to be a flashback when he's young that makes this make sense? Because if not, this is really off-putting. It's like there were no old actors available to play this part. It's, yeah, it was just, it was really weird. Well, uh, I don't know about this. I'm, I'm just, uh, my back's acting up. I'm surly old Henry Thomas. It's like, do you remember that SNL skit about like old people and Alexa? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
I don't know about that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Where are my glasses? They're on top of your head. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> Alexa, what are the kids doing? <laughs> That's Henry Thomas and Midnight Mass. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, yeah, so Midnight Mass, Vertigo Adaptation. Go watch it. <laughs> we could come back to that. Stick a pin yeah. in it. Um, last little bit of news. Today is... So we, we record before we put these out. So this will be last Saturday when this is released. But today is Shelly Bond's birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Shelly. Editor extraordinaire of Vertigo Comics. Um, yeah, she's, uh, having a, having a happy birthday, getting a lot of well wishes on Facebook and Twitter. Good. One of the, she is friends with, uh, Bill Sinkovich, the old comic book artist. I say old, he's not old, but he's just, he's been in the industry forever. <laughs> but, uh, it was just fun to see, uh, him comment on her page. Like, I'm friends with two, uh, comic book celebrities on Facebook. <laughs> That counts. Yeah, know? exactly. No, we're we're like real good friends. <laughs> me, me and Bill. Bill and Shell. They were just here for coffee. <laughs> yeah. He just missed them. Dang it. I think oh. they flew back to California and New York, respectively, probably. Got that red eye special. Somebody put po- oh yeah, there's a Jack of Fables picture that somebody posted for her birthday. Oh, that's great. Well Jack with uh with fucking what's his name? Humpty Dumpty. Humpty Dumpty. I almost said Tweedledee, but no, Humpty Dumpty. <laughs> Terminal City. There they are. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, Dean Motter commented on our on our page. That's fantastic. Friend of the show, Dean Motter. <laughs> Friend of the show in that we uh, we read one of his books. <laughs> and we really liked it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, how old is she? I don't know. That doesn't really matter. But no, we're glad that she's still here among us. She, uh, I mean, again, you know, she's had a long career in comics. Um, oh, yeah, there's her filth and grammar uh, pins <laughs> for her new book that I... Uh, that you got, right? uh, It's not out yet, but oh, I cool. kick-started it. That's right. I basically wrote it, you know. <laughs> Me and Shell, we got together and put our heads together. And uh, anyway, she's, she's been in the comics industry for like 30 years, or more than that. Like, I don't know, forever. And uh, she's an institution, and happy birthday to her. Right. It's nice to see her still uh, punking it up. She's every, every bit the punk now that she was back then. Still doing her thing. Yeah. I really want to read Filth and Grammar. Well, I should be getting it in like March, I think, is when the the printing is done. Yay. Which with COVID, it's probably going to be more like, uh, I don't know, June. <laughs> Get vaccinated. Anyway. Moving on. <laughs> uh, anyway, all right, so yeah, now it's time to talk about the actual show thing we're discussing. Why the Last Man, the new adaptation on uh, FX. F- is it on FX or FXX? FX. FX. <laughs> I <Yes>. fucking hate <laughs> that. Um, so yeah, uh, so as of now, there's what, four episodes out? Have you watched them all? Uh, no, I've only watched the first two. Oh, okay. Because there were three that dropped the first day. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize this, but on Hulu, it actually comes out a day early. I thought it came out a day late. Oh. But no, it's a day early. Because uh, the series premiered, I think, September 13th, which is a, was a Monday? Let me it was. Yeah, it yeah. was. Yeah. But that Sunday night, I was just dicking around on Hulu, and the first three episodes were up. So I was like, might as well dig in. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I watched the first three then, and then the newest episode uh, just the other day. So, um, 
what what's the what's the story? Is this similar to or different from the comic book? Well, again, I've only seen the first two. Um, similar in in few ways. Um, I don't know. I did, I, did, I just. I mean, it's the same plot. It's the same. Yeah, exactly. It's the same plot. It's not like it deviates from that. Um, I do. I do appreciate. Um, it kind of has the feel. Well, it definitely has the feel of the comic book in terms of. You know, York being all by himself, and I think they do a good job of um, uh, creating that atmosphere of loneliness. Um, kind of. <laughs> it's I don't know. It's weird. So yeah, uh, I we've, have complicated feelings. We've already done an episode about the comic, mm-hmm. the first volume at least, which I'm guessing the first season is going to loosely follow because I mean he's on kind of the same path that he was by the fourth episode. I guess it's the third episode. They get 355 and York get tasked with going to find Dr. Man. Okay. Which yeah. is where, I think that's where the first volume ends. Pretty much. Well, or does they meet Dr. Man? I don't remember. Regardless, um, they're basically on the same trajectory. Mm-hmm. Uh, with, you know, obviously there's some differences here and there. One thing that I noticed right off the bat that felt kind of weird is that, so York is played by... Ben Schnetzer. Um, he's the third build in the credits. Hmm. So it's called Why the Last Man, but he's not the star. <laughs> well, I mean, you got Diane Lane in there. Yeah. You can't third build Diane Lane. Diane Lane gets top billing, and 355 gets second billing. Hmm. With uh, Yorick coming in and rounding out the trinity there. <laughs> I guess I still have... Um, this, maybe this is nitpicking, but it's like, it was hard for me to really get into it because I just couldn't help but remember what you said when we were talking about casting. And I'm like, yeah. oh, this guy's too good looking. So I, I you know, that's always going to be in my head and this fucking Abercrombie model there playing <laughs> York. But uh, when they first introduce him, when he's doing the whole fucking straight jacket trick, which is very similar to what happens in the, in the comic, comic yeah. except he's by himself talking to Beth. So in the comic, Beth's already in Australia. Right. And in the show... They have, like, their kind of going-away dinner, and then she leaves, and he doesn't see her. But it's obviously it's obvious she's not in Australia, because she couldn't have made it there. And, like, you know, this That's is no logical way. Um, but, uh, and so because of that, York's, like, still looking for her or whatever, mm-hmm. which kind of explains why he hasn't moved on. Um, but when they first introduce him, when he's, like, teaching that kid, he, the actor, I don't know, I assume it's the actor. I don't know if it's a character choice, but he's got like a little bit of a lisp. Hmm. Mm-hmm. You notice that? Yeah. And he is acting his balls off to be awkward and weird. <laughs> See, that's the, I just want to say that's the difference right there between you and me. I'm just like, well, you know, he's trying and he's not, and you're like, he's acting his balls off. Yeah. To be <laughs> and he's to try, I mean, he's trying really hard and I, God bless him for it. Yeah. But He's acting, and I can see the acting, you know? Right, right, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I, I think it's a good performance, I and mean, I think he's doing a great job with what he's given, but he's still a really good-looking dude with, with some, like, cool stubble and hair that he can brush out of his face when he needs to, <laughs> and, you know, trendy shoes. <laughs> Broodingly sexy. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah, and I, you know... It, for me, that makes his character on the show a little bit of a hard sell because I'm like, dude, there's no way in the world you have problems getting girls yeah. or being accepted at parties. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it's it's 
let me put it this way for any fans who are listening and frothing at the mouth like you guys missed the point it's not a bad show i've only seen two episodes i don't think that it's bad yeah i think it's fine um i'm a little i mean it's a show (laughs) it's not the comic it's never going to be the comic but a lot of prestige shows do this especially when they're adaptations of comics or whatever um is that they get they feel like they can't have the same propulsive narrative Mm -hmm. because a budgetary it's really hard to do a weekly show where you don't have a set location where you're constantly moving because every single like uh every single step that a character takes that's a new set you have to build right i say step I don't know, whatever. <laughs> every every time a character moves, <laughs> you have to have a new set, and that requires weeks of building and months of preparation. So that's why there's so much like centrally located storytelling at the Pentagon. Mm-hmm. That's why characters keep going back to the same locations. <laughs> After like four, I think it's on the third episode, Yorick finally leaves his apartment, I think. Does he? I can't remember. I mean... You're right, though. I mean, the first two episodes, he's basically going back and forth to his apartment. Yeah, his apartment and, like, the street. <laughs> yeah. And it's really easy to redress the same street over and over to make it look different. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so I, like, I get it logistically, but it's just, that's kind of boring to me when it's a story about a journey and it takes forever to get the journey going. Right. It's like, right. this. you know, this isn't The Hobbit. I don't care about the dwarves having <laughs> dinner eight times in Rivendell when... Uh, <laughs> Just want to get to that goddamn ring. <laughs> right, right. Now I have this vision. Um, these two are not related at all, but you remember the uh, the miniseries Lonesome Dove. I just have a vision of uh, uh, <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones and Robert Duvall like driving cows back and forth across the Rio Grande until yeah. the fifth episode where they can yeah. finally go to Montana because we don't have the budget, y'all. Yes. <laughs> we just have a title card three weeks later. <laughs> <laughs> There's the cows going that way. No, it would be like they cross a river, one of the cows gets hurt, so they have to set up camp and nurse (laughs) the cow back to health while strangers come in, like every week, there's like, is this going to be a good guy or a bad guy? Oh, we'll figure out. (laughs) And then then it'll end with like, oh, the cow's leg's better. Like, well, better get going. And then three weeks later, (laughs) we made it. (laughs) Exactly. Let's kill that cow and eat. So I want some dove. Fucking hell. I haven't seen that since I was a kid. <laughs> I think it still stands the test of time. I but probably. I, I just don't give a shit. <laughs> Whatever. It's good. It's well made. I'm, I'm sure it is. <laughs> Again, I'm, my uh, my dismissiveness has nothing to do with its quality. I just literally don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> don't care about cowboys on the range. Not at all. Um, but no, tying in with your point about the constraints of uh, network television. This is, like, that's one of the good things about the comic is that it keeps you so interested is that the journey pretty much starts almost right away. Yeah. Um, and the storytelling up to that, well, the whole, all the stero- storytelling is good, but uh, leading up to that, everything makes sense. It's coherent. You don't feel like there's any uh, extraneous material, let's say. Yeah. Um, speaking of extraneous material, I fucking hate Hero in the show. <laughs> <laughs> She's a character that I really liked in the comic. Like, mm-hmm. I, I identified with her to an extent. I liked the journey that she was on, and I liked the reveal. Because you don't see it. Like, they introduce her, you don't see her for a while, and then she shows up as an Amazon. Right. 
And that, like, reveal, that kind of heel turn, like, oh, my God, she's going to be a bad guy. But then, no, it's more complicated than that. And her and Yorick have kind of a complicated brother-sister relationship. And that's in the show, but it's way more spelled out. And um, she's just a, like a, a, I don't know, she's a cheating bitch <laughs> at the beginning. <laughs> she's just kind of a brat. Yeah. And, then, and she fucking murders a guy in the first episode. <laughs> and it's one of the, like, the show, obviously... The audience, even if you haven't read the comic, you know it's coming. Right. It's called Why the Last Man, for fuck's sake. So you, you know you know that all the dudes are going to die. And uh, so it's almost like it's using that as an excuse to uh, allow her or allow you to forgive her for murdering a guy. I don't know. I, I guess. <laughs> after about, I think it's after the second episode when she like finds the wife. Mm-hmm. It's like, here's your husband's ID. Do you, you remember that part? Or did, is that in the second episode or is that in the third? I thought... It must be in the third, because I don't remember it. Uh, never mind then. <laughs> no, I'm good. It's not, it's not a big spoiler or anything. But after that moment, that's just kind of tossed aside. Um, he's forgotten about the fact that she literally like caved the dude's head in with a, a fire extinguisher. Yeah. And like, okay, so, so she's a paramedic. Like, she's in the comic. She's fucking her co-worker, who's married. And he's I'm going to run away, and we're going to be together. And like, I mean... What are you, 12? Of course he's not. (laughs) He's got a wife and a kid. He's not going to leave you. Or he's not, sorry, he's not going to leave her for you. I mean, come on. Yeah. You're uh, you're a snack. Exactly, yeah. You're a snack when dinner's running late. (laughs) An app description, but yes. And and so then he goes out to pee or whatever, and she sees a note from his wife that's like, oh, bring diapers home. And she's like, you're going to break up with her? Oh, I'm gonna. And she freaks out and... Like, tries to kick him out of the ambulance. And, like, dude, like, that's... You guys are working. Like, no, you can't do that. And he's like, no. And then she fucking kills him because they get into a little scuffle. And, like, well, like, they're... The show is trying to make it, like, uh, like, maybe he got a little violent there. So it's okay Mm -hmm. that she killed him. But, like, she instigated that. Right. She's the one that started the fight. Like, well, you know, I mean... Yeah, he's going to defend himself. <laughs> and she's throwing shit at him and, like, trying to hurt him. And then, like, accidentally kills him. And then, like, you know, granted, there is a, a little bit of, like, mourning there or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then uh, after, I think it's after the second episode, or in the third episode, she runs into the dude's wife. Because there's, like, these little, I don't know, camps set up where you can put or find information about your loved one. Like, if the body's been found or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she sees the wife there, and she's like, I just wanted to find my husband. I just want to know where he died, blah, blah, blah. And so she goes back to the, uh, to, a hero goes back to the ambulance, grabs the husband's ID, and then brings it back to the wife, and is like, here. And she goes, oh, so you're the one. And she's like, yeah, she's like, I always knew it was someone, but you know what? This actually makes me feel better, because at least I know he wasn't alone when he died. And then she leaves, and then Hero's like, yeah. (laughs) Like, I did good. And I'm like, fuck you. (laughs) You psychotic. You murdered a guy. (laughs) Again, he would have died anyway, but that's, like, that's not, uh... Narratively, that still doesn't make her in the right. (laughs) Right. So it makes me wonder, what are they setting her up for? I don't know, because after that, it literally gets wiped away. She's on her journey, Yurik's on his. And I think in the fourth episode, there's 
a group that's introduced that seems like either proto-Amazons or analogous to the Amazons. We'll see how it goes. I don't know. But um, that, yeah, that was... uh, The way they've written Hero is kind of a letdown to me. (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, like you alluded to earlier, there's just... That's not a fresh take. Like yeah. you know, <laughs> we've we've seen that many, many a times, and yeah. it's not saying that you can't tell that story again. Um, but no, I mean, <laughs> she's just kind of a brat right off the bat, yeah. and then she kills a guy, and, and you're it, like, oh, yeah, and it's, and it's one of those things like that that doesn't matter, you know. Like the the show isn't going to mine any drama out of a guy dying ten minutes before he was going to die anyway. Right. Because, like, it's not like the cops are after her or anything. <laughs> it's not like anyone fucking cares. Exactly. You know? So it's it's like her own personal thing that she gets through in, like, an episode. <laughs> <laughs> so it's one, like, why do, why are we doing, why are we eating up running time with this if it's not going to have long-term ramifications? Like, it, it, maybe if the wife comes back later as, like, a fucking Mad Max character and, like, you killed my husband. I found him. And he was dead a different way. Yeah. <laughs> had his skull stoned in. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, Interesting interesting narrative choices. (laughs) The other narrative choice that I'm not into is the focus on the character of Nora, who's a new character for the show. I was trying to remember who she was in the comics. She's the the redhead who has the daughter. Yes. Who uh, is like a press secretary or an advisor or something for the president. Yeah. And he's like, shoot the gun in the first episode. <laughs> I I guess I guess she's there because they felt like we needed another um, POV into the government. I, I there's so many though. <laughs> I, like, um, I, yeah. I I don't know why she's there. I mean, basically, it the way her story goes. Have, so have you seen when her daughter gets hurt? Is that in the third episode or the second? I think it's in the second. Her daughter falls down and yeah. like it's so like. Her husband and her husband and her son are killed, obviously. So they just like flop the bodies in the backyard, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, some birds are out there like picking at them. And the little girl's like, "Get away!" And she runs out, and then she falls down. And the mom comes out. And she's like, "What happened?" And she looks down, and her ankle's like broken in two. <laughs> I'm like fucking hell! <laughs> like, <laughs> I if that's all it took, my daughter would be dead by now. Like. <laughs> Several times over. The spills I've seen her take. <laughs> Apparently, she is either superhuman <laughs> or this show does not understand how resilient kids are. Because it's lit like it's literally just like a clunk. <laughs> <laughs> that was a very deep gopher hole. Yeah. Oh. And then, uh, and so then she's trying to get help for her daughter and she's just fucking useless. <laughs> yeah. And that, I think it's in, this, in the end of the first episode, the beginning of the second episode, when she like goes back to Washington to try to like get back to work. I think it's the I think it's the beginning of the And there's that scene of her like in line talking to the guard and she's like, I need to be in there. I'm like I I worked for the president and they're like, No, you you don't need to be here. She's like, No, but I'm a I'm uh an essential staff. And they're like, It's been three weeks. Like if you're if you hadn't been called yet, you're not essential. (laughs) Oh. And then she just kind of leaves. And it's (laughs) like that's kind of how I feel uh, about that character. Like you're not essential. Get get out. again. You're just eating up runtime. She eventually meets up with Hero, and I can't like I don't know where her story's going, but I just I don't fucking care. <laughs> I don't care. And it's like I've talked about before. Like I, I don't like new characters for adaptation. There's other characters in the comic that could have brought in. I'm 
very disappointed that we have not seen Alter because she was another favorite of mine. The, oh, the, 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 the garbage girl? No. No, not garbage girl. She's the main character. She's like the main yes. villain. Of I know. She's I'm the, sorry. Uh, yeah, she's the is, is really... Amazonian. No. <laughs> she's the, the uh, like Israeli military oh, chick. Oh, yes. Okay. Damn. Yeah. Take out that part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. She She's not in it. And I don't... She hasn't... I haven't seen that she's cast. So I don't think she's going to be in it. At least not this season. Because in the first episode, there's all this talk about Israel. And yeah. you see... I think it's in the third or fourth episode... There's like some footage in like, or there's a scene that takes place in like a little, like battleground hospital in Israel. And like, oh, we're finally no, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Tease you with that and then take yeah. it away. No, um, I I did not know that she had not been cast, so that makes me a little bit wary. Um, yeah, she was a cool character, and uh, who am uh, the help me? I'm bad with names. The Amber Tamblin. Yeah. Okay. Who? Who? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> No, the um the leader of the Amazons. What's her name? Oh, I don't remember. And anyway, in, the in other the comic? yeah, I don't yeah. Remember. The um her and Alter are again that we talked about this in our episode where we reviewed the comic. They're excellent examples of um women in so ingrained in the structure of the patriarchy that they just automatically yeah. you know. They just automatically resume it, except yeah. you know, under feminine guise. Like Alter is all about popping people, and yeah, exactly, it's not it's not necessarily like patriarchy, or whatever. It's just that power. Power, yes. When someone sees a, a power vacuum. They somebody somebody grabs it and fills it. You know, like that's that's just the way of of humanity. Exactly. <laughs> and like I think when we were talking about uh, why the last man. I had mentioned that like there's nothing inherently evil about white men. No. It's just that white men grab that power and they're not gonna fucking let go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and and now that you know in the show, now that they're all gone, somebody else is gonna grab that power. Right. Victoria. Victoria, thank you. God, I knew it was Victoria something. was the leader of the Amazons. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it was something like, you know, Debbie or Victoria yeah. or Debbie. Karen. <laughs> Helen. Ellen. Yes. Um <laughs> She, she's the one that had the great uh, discussion of the word cunt, if yes. I recall. Yes. <laughs> I doubt FX will work that into there. You never know. <laughs> they, uh, they have a whole thing on Always Sunny about the word cunt. It was pretty funny. <laughs> okay, I stand corrected. It was like, uh, there's an episode, of, they, were, they were in like a focus group or something. Uh, they, like the whole gang gets brought into a focus group for like a movie or something and they're talking about bad language because the movie is the movie that they're focus grouping is rated pg-13 and like all the other movies in this franchise were r like why is this one pg-13 like you know you got to be able to say some some bad words like you know uh like fuck is a great one like asshole or whatever and then dennis is like oh and then there's cunts i'm like well yeah and d's like what i'm like yeah cunt it's it's just a great word for just making a woman feel small (laughs) and she's like guys Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, I love that show. <laughs> I need to watch some more of it. Um, but no, uh, to your original point, that the first episode, even like even the second episode, would have been a great time to introduce Alter and show um, those people trying to fill that power vacuum. Yeah. Because like in the comic book, remember, it's like she, everyone else is freaking out and she's like almost excited by this. Yeah, you yeah. Know? <laughs> like finally, it's my turn. Yeah. You know? Um, and well, in, in terms of creating new characters, it's like, you really 
you don't need to. And it's not to say that, you know, well, this has to read exactly like the comic book yeah. because it can't and it won't and it shouldn't. But um, you've got all these other characters that you can play with. Yeah. And you can bring in those characters and just put them in different situations or tweak them a bit. Right. Which is what I think that's what Sweet Tooth did really well. Yes. Sweet Tooth did a really good job of taking characters in the comic and adapting them to this new world that the show created. Absolutely. Very few characters in Sweet Tooth look or act exactly as they do in the comic, but they pass the squint test. There's enough there that, like, oh, I get it. I get why they did that. You know? Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't detract so much from the overall original story. Mm. Um, Which, so, I, I can't remember if we discussed this before, that Sweet Tooth officially got a second season. Yes. Yeah, I think we mentioned we, it. All right, whatever. <laughs> For which we are thankful. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I don't want to... I don't want to write off why the last man too soon because again I've only seen two episodes. I don't know. I'm just not. I'm just not hooked yet. And usually with shows, I give it like the three strikes you're out. Like if you haven't hooked me by the third episode, if I don't care about anything by the third episode, then it's very unlikely they'll care come you know four, five, six, seven. I'm yeah. I don't know. I, there's enough there that I want to keep watching. Uh. But I'm really hoping there's, I don't know, something. <laughs> I'm really hoping there's something that, that, that I, I, I don't know. I'm, so now, at the point that I'm at, they're on the road. They're looking for Dr. Man. Um, so that's good. Like, you know, we've got some forward propulsion for the story. But there's still, like, some random little shit that uh, will pop up. That I'm like, I don't, I don't like that. <laughs> like, uh, Yorick... And there's a scene in the fourth episode where Yorick goes to a, like, a flea market or whatever with 355. So he's wearing his mask and everything. And he just happens to see, like, the back of a woman's head. And he's like, Beth? And then he runs off. To go. I'm like, dude, I'm like, come on. You know, I realize that narratively, like, yeah, you're looking for Beth. But, I mean, you, you know the stakes. You're smarter than that. Right. You have to be smarter than that. If you're not smarter than that, why are you still alive? Exactly. Oh, fuck me. Trailer. Oh. Literally, 19 seconds ago. <gasps> Hold on. I'm going to bring it up on my phone. <laughs> Sandman trailer. Hold everything. <laughs> and let's do some live reactions. Yay. <laughs> uh, fuck. Um, i got to find my likes. I hate that Twitter looks different on my phone than it does... Twitter looks different on my phone <laughs> versus my computer, and I don't like that. All right. Here we go. No one was even attempted. We will summon an imprisoned death. I give you a coin made from a stone. I give you a feather. Pulled from an angel's wing. I give you the blood Death has family, desire, destiny, despair. Which one have I got? Dream. You're gonna need all the help you can get. So yeah, it's very much preludes and nocturnes, like yes. the first three pages of the comic right there. 
And Charles Dance, I didn't know he was in it. Yeah, yeah, he was Rundle Bridges. We, I don't know, we talked about that when we talked about casting. I remember talking about casting. I just ago. don't remember him. Sorry. Mm-hmm. But anyway, good to see him again. Yeah, fucking Sam, good to see something, Sam. <laughs> yes. Oh, posters too. Oh, hello. There's Death. She looks good. She doesn't have the eye thing. Wait, or does she? I can't tell. She can't have Death with the eye thing. She's <laughs> <clears throat> a little onk. Um, 20 seconds. Oh, they have a bunch of other posters. Oh, hello. Here we go. So there's Death. There's a Desire. Nice. Yes. Oh, there's the Sigil. Oh, cool, cool, cool. And what else? There's Dream. His sigil. His little Matthew the Raven shadow. Nice. I don't like his hair. No? I want it to be longer. I want that <laughs> 80s mullet. <laughs> that sweeping 80s mullet. <laughs> no, that's it. No, yeah, damn, that looks cool. All right. He also looks just like Neil Gaiman right there from like early 90s. He kind of does, yes. Same bone structure. So we got Dream, Desire, and Death posters. Are those the uh no, Despair is going to be in it too. I'm trying to think of what other Endless, but anyway, that's a good start. It is, it is. If uh, you can't tell which show we're actually more excited <laughs> about. <laughs> and the Sandman's going to be uh, a shorter season, I think, than why. And so I think the uh, I think it probably lends itself better to uh, the conventions of television storytelling. <laughs> Hopefully so. Yes, um, I have. Well, there's a lot of faith to be had there, considering all who's behind it. So uh, anyway, going back to the characters. Uh, <laughs> what we're talking about? Yeah, again? we're talking about <laughs> York running away, and then he gets his ass kicked, and it turns into a shootout. And this woman that he like just paid to buy a motorcycle from gets shot in the crossfire <laughs> and it's like uh okay like you you did this dude good job <laughs> and then cool. it's yeah and i just i don't know i don't like lead characters like that mm-hmm. that have such little disregard for those that are trying to help them <laughs> you know right, right and i i get that you know they're trying to probably make him go from that uh what's the word like self-entitled brats into a more whole character like i get that but it still doesn't make for a very compelling lead well give give that role to a side character (laughs) well and there's there's armchair directing here but there's ways you can do that because you know in the beginning of the comic book he starts out as this like romantic idiot kind of like i'm going to find my fair maiden and everyone else is like whatever dude shut up you know (laughs) but as the comic goes along and he begins to realize how serious this is like you see him grow as a character um and it always kind of frustrates me in movies and shows when um writers equate uh characters maturity with um Someone around them getting killed. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's it's. I it's mean, like uh, it's like Zack Snyder talking about Superman, or maybe it was David Goyer. I can't remember. Somebody's talking about Superman and Man of Steel, and how like well, Superman is a no kill rule, and Zack Snyder's like, yeah, well, the way I see it is that he has that no kill rule because he killed someone and realized that he didn't like that. And then, and I think it was Mark Way that was like, hey, guess what? I've never killed anyone. I know that I don't want to kill anyone. <laughs> Like, you don't have to do that to know that you shouldn't do that, you fucking idiot. <laughs> exactly. Oh, gosh. 
Yeah, and well, especially with with um, that frivolous throwaway, the attempt to make it meaningful, like, oh my gosh, this person has been hurt or this person has been killed. Meanwhile, the audience is like, we don't know who the fuck that is. Yeah. <laughs> They've been on screen for all of ten seconds. Hey, the fifth episode with a are hunting down Doctor Man is called Man Hunt. Ooh, get oh. it? Oh. Get it? Oh. <laughs> it's fucking clever. <laughs> God damn it! Oh. I'm just glad that Dr. Man is actually in it, because she was not announced in the first round of casting. Oh, she wasn't? No, but I, I, it says right here she's just a guest star, so she's probably only going to be in a couple episodes this season. Hopefully mm. if they do a second, she will be bumped up to regular. Well, she would have to be, because then she'd be with her crew. I, I, I guess. I guess I shouldn't make assumptions, because who knows if this is going to go anywhere in that direction. Yeah, exactly. There's much to be seen yet. Um, also, oh, Amber Tamblin as, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Ivanka Trump? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kimberly, I think, is yeah. that her name? Yeah, I mean, she's just like, you know, the bleach blonde idiot daughter of the president. Yes. Who somehow stumbled into a position in the, in the government because of nepotism. And then she's like... You know, like, well, I still want to, I still want to, uh, do some good work here, guys. Like, I still want to, want to work in the government here. And it's when I'm like, shut the fuck up and get out of here. Like, just fucking leave. Like, I don't like that that character is given a personality. Like, you're, you're barely a human being. Just go fuck off, man. Go play in the dirt. Let the adults deal with shit. I know you probably don't have Instagram anymore. So, uh, I don't know. Go, uh, go make some little, uh, toys out of mud and pretend that you're playing with them or whatever. Like, just, I, I hate that character in that I know they're going to try to give her some sort of redemption arc mm-hmm. or something like that. They're gonna they're gonna humanize her. Right. And I like, guess we see that in the real world. That doesn't need humanizing. <laughs> that needs sharp and quick rebuke at the end. <laughs> like if if we had attempted that years ago, we wouldn't be in the situation we're in now. Right. If exactly. we if we just shut up and go away. <laughs> Stop talking. I don't care if you're rich. <laughs> Stop talking and uh, get out of here. Let yeah. the adults deal with adult situations. Yeah, exactly. Like, the best thing you can do is actually pay all the taxes you owe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> pay your fair share. <laughs> fuck off in the corner. Well, and at this point, I just feel like I'm, I'm beating a dead horse to death. But it kind of factors into that um, cosplay of it's like, well, this is how we're going to show you the... Um, how this is how we make a woman complicated or a woman leader complicated or you know um like you said give this this particular character a voice meanwhile there are all these other characters that you could give that voice to especially in an apocalypse and um well yeah so it's it's not that big a deal and maybe i'm being too harsh on poor kimberly but it, i don't know does anyone really care of it if the President's daughter. Ivanka Trump cares. (laughs) Ivanka Trump cares. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. I could give a fuck. Uh, The one new character that I actually enjoyed so far is Sam, the friend of uh, Heroes. I don't know how much Sam has been in it that you've watched. Maybe Sam is only introduced in the third and fourth episode. I think maybe the third because it's not ringing a bell. Gotcha. Sam's a trans man. And it's interesting because that's something, you know, 20 years ago, that wasn't the cultural touchstone that it is now. Right. You know, the comic came out in 2002. 
and uh, the trans community wasn't as vocal and as seen as they are now. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that just didn't, I mean, it did factor into the story, but not in a huge, meaningful way. Um, and now, you know, now that there's more open trans people in the world, it makes sense that that would be represented in the show. And so it's an interesting, like, it comes up a couple times, and, like, there's a part where Hero and Sam find Nora and her daughter, mm-hmm. and Nora comes up with an axe. She's like, no, I'm going to fucking kill you. Get away from my daughter. And Sam, like, sneaks up behind her, and he just, like, grabs her axe real quick, and she turns around, and she's like, what? Like, you're, you're a man. And he goes, you'll figure it out in a minute. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you'll figure it out in a minute. <laughs> Oh, well, okay, then kudos to them for doing that. Yeah. So that's like the one character that I'm like, yeah, I, that's uh, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to see more of their journey. Yeah. Huh. Well, I don't. You, can you think of anything else that can, needs to be remarked upon about this show that, um, in terms of how it relates to the comic or just wherever you hope it goes? I hope it gets more interesting. Um, I don't to me, this is a Virtus slow. Yeah. I'm going to stick with it. I uh, think that um, it's interesting enough, uh, but there's a lot of room for improvement. <laughs> but I, I don't think it's like DOA. Like, I don't, I'm, fuck this, I don't want to watch this anymore. I'll stick with it and uh, hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. Fair enough. Yeah, I'm there too. Again, I haven't seen enough episodes to. Um, you know, judge it fairly. Uh, I guess it's just right now it feels like, it feels like, you know, any other TV show. Yeah. It really hasn't set itself apart for me that much. And I, but I hope it does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's an interesting thing. Uh, oh, what's the actor's name? Elliot Fletcher plays Sam Jordan. I was just reading a little bit of an interview with him where he said that, uh, da, 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 in this world post the event, gender is somewhat irrelevant. I think one of the hilarious things about the show is that post the event, Yorick can walk around without a mask because he's assumed to be trans rather than pre the event, people are assumed to be cis. And so I just think it flips the traditional idea of gender completely on its head. And so I was very comfortable joining the project and knew that ahead of time and committed to it fully. That's funny because in the comic, it's all like he's got to wear that mask all the time or else people are going to know. And in this, he's like, yeah, he can not wear the mask. And people are just like, oh, it's a, it's a trans guy. <laughs> Gives it that little twist. Yeah. That's fun. And they talk in this little interview thing and talks about how the show is centered on the... That Yorick isn't special because he's a man. Uh, he's special because he still has the Y chromosome. Mm-hmm. Everyone else... Like, gender is different. You know, like, uh, there are men in this world who don't have the Y chromosome. And then there are women who had the Y chromosome who are now dead. Right. Yeah. So that... I like that they updated it in that regard. Well, that's the same in the comic. I mean, it, True. it's the True. Y chromosome that's the the catalyst in the comic. It's just that the trans narrative isn't nearly as present in the comic just because of time. You know, it was just wasn't uh, that wasn't the social issue that it is now. Exactly. And whether or not it should have been included in the comic, that's a completely different argument that I'm not at liberty to discuss, or I'm not, I'm not qualified to discuss. Me neither. <laughs> because, I mean, yeah. sure, yeah, trans issues probably should have been addressed hundreds of years before they have been. <laughs> oh, yes, long, long time ago. But, yeah. 
it's cool that they're they're making room for those characters now. It should have happened sooner, but I'm glad to see it happening now. So anyway, I'm I don't know. I feel like the show got a little bit more um a little bit more propulsion, a little bit more forward momentum by the fourth episode. So fingers crossed for more of that. And I don't know. I still I feel I feel like it could be good in the end. I hope so. I hope so. I mean, maybe we'll have to do a season wrap up. That's a good idea. In a few months or whenever that, whenever it ends. That's a good idea. Yeah. Say the whole thing and then decide, then pass judgment. The fuck that. I hate it. This is bullshit. <laughs> this, this feminist woke agenda. <laughs> it's everywhere. Yeah. You gotta watch out. <laughs> You'll track it through the house. <laughs> uh, but no, it's, it's, yeah, so far it's okay. It's fine. Yeah, it's, it's fine. It's, it's <laughs> fine. We're all fine here now. <laughs> Everything's fine. Um. Yay, Sandman. No, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, see if there's been another trailer <laughs> or any more pictures. Let's see if there's been any more pictures. I would like. Oh, to that's see. cool. Side by side or not? Yeah. Yeah. That is. Somebody neat. posted a, like a side by side of the trailer with the footage from the comic that came out like 10 minutes ago and there's already this <laughs> <laughs> wow someone is very timely let me see oh was that a matthew poster or is it just a poster is that just in the poster i don't know well, whatever i'll picture matthew he looks like a bird <laughs> very good likeness um and that holy shit uh, that holy shit Neil Gaiman picture is going to get a lot of play over the next few months. It is. It's already been posted again. <laughs> uh, I wish they had a poster for Despair. Uh, eventually. I, she's probably not in the first few episodes anyway. Probably not. Because based on story, I don't know, she wouldn't come in until the second half. Who knows? I'm pretty sure they're done filming with the first season. Uh, all right, it doesn't look like there's any more Sandman news, but uh, there's also supposed to be... Oh, wait, never mind, that's Fandome. I thought there was going to be a Sweet Tooth panel for this, but I think that's Fandome instead. Um, so, yeah, we should get some information about the second season of that. Also, it just dawned on me, I haven't done a Colby's Has issues in a long time. You haven't. Because I've just been reading the shit out of my Suicide Squad collection. That's right. Which I'm almost done. I'm up to issue 59 out of 66. Oh, coming on the home stretch. Yeah, it's really fucking good. John Ostrander and Kim Yale know how to write comics. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking good. Like, uh, even some shit that they throw in that, that, uh, that you wouldn't expect. So, like, back in Animal Man, Grant Morrison wrote the character of the writer into the comic, which was just Grant Morrison. Yeah. And he's, he's all like, oh, I'm fucking with your life because I'm the writer of this comic, and that's what I do. So in Suicide Squad, there's this whole bit where they have to take on uh, a bunch of Amazons, and Waller expands the squad. She gets like, just a bunch of random characters. And Grant Morrison's standing there, like typing on, a, on a, his laptop. And Waller's like, yeah, this guy's called the writer. And the writer is talking to, like, Flamebird and some other character. And he's like, yeah, so when I wrote myself into the story... I didn't realize that that meant I was a part of continuity now. So even though I'm the writer, now a different writer is writing about me. And they're just like staring at him like, okay. And then she goes, and he's like, see, look, I can type on my laptop 
and it shows what I like what I'm typing as happening around us. But right now there's a different writer, so I can't control it. I can just see what he's what he's writing. And on the screen it says like uh, uh, like the writer explains, and then it says like uh, uh, looks over his shoulder and sees Black Adam, and then it says Black Adam, you're not wearing a costume. And then like <laughs> he looks over and Black Adam's like, you're not wearing a costume. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. I love the fact that, so, like, that's some, something that's completely game-breaking. Mm-hmm. But, like, completely changes the tone. Everything, of, like, it turns this into, like, some weird meta story that's totally fitting with Animal Man. <laughs> and John Ostrander and Kim Yale just take this grenade and throw it into their comic. And I'm like, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> it. It doesn't have really any impact on the story. The writer is then killed in a few panels. <laughs> And, and yet, it's just, it's kind of tossed in as just like a fucking joke. Why not? <laughs> and it's that combined with just the wacky comic book hijinks and action and violence. And I've noticed a lot that James Gunn put into the movie. Oh, yeah. The Suicide Squad. Like, Dr. Light's death in the comic is very similar to the way Polka Dot Man dies. Oh, yeah? When he's like, I'm a motherfucking hero, you know? Um, in the comic, Dr. Light is hallucinating that he's seeing the ghost of the original Dr. Light, like, over and over. And he's like, you gotta be a hero. That's the only way. And he's like, yeah, you know what? I'm gonna be a hero. And then he, like, flies up above the league, or above the squad, and he's like, I'm gonna be a hero. And then just, bah, 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 bah. he gets gunned <laughs> down and falls to his death. <laughs> and then, uh... There's a scene with the thinker also where he's uh, he's trying to like read the thoughts of this woman and he's like, you know what? You remind me of my mother. I hate my mother. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a good series. Yeah. Oh, it's fucking great. Um, I'm like excited to have it all wrapped up and I'm also like, oh, I can't read Suicide Squad anymore. <laughs> Bittersweet feeling. Yeah. But anyway, uh, so that's why, because I haven't bought any new comics in a while, because I've just been reading that. No, oh, fair enough. Those issues are very, <laughs> very vibrant. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I guess we're fucking done. Um, <laughs> talked about why with a few, a few diversions there. <laughs> a few rabbit holes. Um, so yeah, Virtus Low. Yeah. It's, we'll come it's, back to it. It's fine. <laughs> It's got some good and some bad. It's uh, could be worse. Exactly. If you love it or you hate it, let us know. Or don't. Or don't. As I always. <laughs> I don't give a shit. And it's the same thing about same thing about like reviews. Like I've gotten to the point where I just can't read reviews or criticisms that aren't like major publications. Mm-hmm. Like I cannot read reviews on Letterboxd anymore. Because it just makes me hate people. <laughs> it was like self-serious. Uh, you know, when I first encountered this film, when I was in sixth grade, <laughs> my mother had just passed away. And my, it's one of like this, it's like a fucking uh, like blog recipe, you know? Exactly. Like, shut yes. the fuck up. <laughs> right, yeah. You get like a whole series of stories before you get to the actual recipe or the actual film. And then the, and then the review is done. It's... Uh, <laughs> Because, like, I don't care how you feel about this. Mm-hmm. I like objective criticism. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, again, we talk a lot about what we feel on this show. But I think it also, a lot of it boils down to a lot of reasoned criticism. I think 
feel like that. Our too. issues with Why the Last Man aren't just un- us punching the air and saying, <laughs> yeah, I didn't like that. <laughs> it's not that way in the comic yeah, book. Exa- exactly. Yeah, exactly. I can give a fuck how closely it sticks to the comic book as long as it tells an interesting story. Right. Um, and and I, I, there's so much of people confusing I like this, I don't like this with this is good, this is bad. Oh, for sure. For sure. Those are completely different things and I could give a shit what you like or don't like. <laughs> I want to know what's good or what's bad. Well, my thing is, is um, I, I understand that totally because I don't like to read a lot of online reviews either or letterbox or any of that stuff. I, I will read it in major publications or, you know, uh, regional publications even. Um, I don't mind, like, have, if, you're, if someone tells me, oh, this film made me feel this way um, because that's what art does, yeah. you know, to an extent. Um, but you need to be able, uh, again, to provide that reasoned criticism yeah, exactly. eventually about like, okay, well, why did you hate it? Or yeah. why do you like it? Yeah, you know? that's true. And I, I guess, yeah, and I, I understand that. But when it comes to like the personal experience of art, there's like three people whose opinions I care about, like in the world. And they're people that I know personally, oh, you know, so, so I can, I can give a shit what, you know, like big dick 420 on, uh, <laughs> On, on fucking letterbox thinks about uh, <laughs> Dr. Sleep. Right. <laughs> or someone who's going to wax poetic yet again about the uh, um, the single shot in Goodfellas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I gotcha. I gotcha. Fair enough. Did you know that Robocop is actually about capitalism? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. How many years since that fucking movie okay. came out? Welcome to the party. <laughs> Sit the fuck down. Shut up. <laughs> Enjoy the uh, brutal killings in RoboCop. Yeah, have a good time. Have a good time. <laughs> yeah, no, we all know that it's about capital. Yes, we get it. Yes. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Really, the uh, the giant corporation creating a robotic killing machine out of a dead person wasn't uh, tip off enough for you. <laughs> <laughs> Too on the nose. No. <laughs> um, you know, and I guess on that on that note too, it is. I do like to watch people watch movies for the first time and discover something for themselves. Yeah. I, I just do. I don't know. It makes my little heart happy. Um, but that is... I di- used to. But, <laughs> but your heart is dry yeah, and brittle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like watching my daughter discover things like that. Like a few weeks ago, we watched Aliens. Oh, how She'd never seen Aliens. Oh, she loved it. <laughs> a- Alien, like I was thinking about it beforehand because I'm like, it's not that gory. There's a lot of like peril and... And, you know, alien violence, but there's not a lot of blood. And she already fucking, I mean, she's got this whole pile of aliens toys behind me right now. So the design of the alien doesn't scare her. So like, all right, well, we'll be fine. So we watched it and about an hour into it, I was like, you doing okay? And she goes, yeah, you know, there hasn't been a single alien in this movie yet, but I really like it. It's like, good. (laughs) (laughs) Atta girl. (laughs) Oh, she'll grow up to be a reasoned film critic again. So, don't ever contact us. Here's how you can contact us. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at Vertigo Voices or Instagram Vertigo Voices. Like and subscribe. Make sure to give us five stars and write reviews. It's been a while since we've had a review. It has. Uh, email us at vertigovoices at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's it, I guess. It's man's world. <laughs> We're just, it's, it's wise world. We're just living in it. Right. And he's got third billing. <laughs> <laughs> Figure that out. Anyway. 
<laughs> All right. Um, enjoy. Wait. Uh, no, never mind. Uh, yeah, fucking watch Why the Last Man, I guess. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, have we talked about what we want to do next? Or? Uh, yeah, we're going to do, I'm going to do a Doctor Who episode. Oh, that's right. Special episode yeah. coming up, people. Those of you who've listened to the show in the past know how Doctor Who re- relates to Vertigo, but others don't. So we'll see how that goes. We'll see. <laughs> Come back for more. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> goodbye. Have a good one. Bye.